How are we doing? Hey, Forrest. Forrest, how are we doing? <laughs> it's going good, brother. It's going yeah. good. Y'all yes. looking, looking good? Bringing in a new year well? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a... Uh, it's been fucking insane last <laughs> since we talked last uh covid um i'm really getting kind of um and, and uh i i know forrest you had it starting to yeah. kind of worry that i might be getting into long covid territory you know it's been three weeks i'm still fucking tired man like yeah man i i told you that's that's what killed me it was like ooh. And I think I'm still I'm still having issues with that because I tell you what, and I got a good night's rest. I was driving home, and for some reason I just got drowsy. I mean, I was like dozing off, so I had to pull over on the side of the road and uh, and just take a nap for about thirty minutes. And that's never happened to me before. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I don't know if it's long COVID, um, but I asked. Um, uh, well, I just told my ex-wife about it. And she said, yeah, that, that could be it. I still really have not gotten my energy level back, to be quite honest with you. You know, I don't know if this, I say, I don't know if it's just that I'm getting old, but I mean, it, I never had this these problems with uh, being tired until I had COVID. I know that. Okay. Yeah, me neither. I mean, you know, I mean, other than just a, like I said, typical, you know, 50 something middle age, yeah. but, you know, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's been like, it's, it's, it's noticeable. It's, you know, it's significant. And, Sometimes it feels like it's getting better, uh, but I don't think it is. You know, I'm just, you know, I, I go to work. I have to go back to the office a few days a week now. And like, I go to my car and take a nap like two, three times a day. Like, it's hard for me to get through the day, you know. Yeah, but, yeah uh, so I feel your pain, brother. I feel it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know how long, you know, I don't know. how. I, I, I'm not sure when long COVID when that timeline begins, you know, I don't know yeah. if it's maybe in a couple of weeks, if I'm still feeling it, you know, um, I went back, I, I, I went back to boot camp after taking a couple of weeks off because of COVID. And, you know, the first day I was there, I couldn't even do half, you know, shit that I could easily do. I went yeah. this morning and I, I did better. I probably did maybe 70, 80%, you know, it was kicking my ass, but you know, yeah. This thing is like I'll get some energy, but then it's just like gone. It's just sucks out, man. Like, anyways, Patrick, how you doing, man? Sorry I didn't go off. Yeah, man. No, yeah, I'm you... just worried about you. I'm worried. I this is exactly like stuff I fear, and it's sad. And I'm sorry. I know this is like become this is common. There's millions of people that are the the problem too is like if you go talk to your doctor, they probably wouldn't know what to say or what to do, and doctors like do this thing because it's not always the case but i've had this experience and a lot of people have the experience of going to a doctor and instead of just saying i don't know what to do we don't have therapies for this or we don't you know like we don't know how to identify or diagnose the problem what they'll do instead is say like oh it's your like there's something going on psychosomatic or it's something like they'll just bullshit you because yeah. of the sort of authority and the dynamic between patient and doctor is this like thing so yeah, there's a lot of people that are like experiencing long COVID and it's a constellation of things. It's not one thing. Fatigue is one of the most common and like cognitive issues, fog, short-term memory loss. Like there's a lot of things that are cognitive, um, but fatigue is really, really common. And I think for you and for anyone that has COVID, like give yourself 
longer to rest than you think you need, you know, and and really don't push yourself physically for quite a while. It can actually make it worse for you in the long term. Um, And so, yeah, I would just I'm just sorry that that happened and that you got both got COVID. Like I'm the only one in this group of three that hasn't gotten it. (laughs) and that's because i'm a fucking paranoid and reclusive person now you know like i really had to shrink my circle a lot you were smart you know you were you know you you know you've been interviewing people with it i remember you know i i went to an event a few months ago and you were like what are you doing you know it was in new york city which is where i fucking got it yeah yeah you were like what are we doing that a mask on and like you know even though i know this shit i was just not thinking. I mean, I, I was masking up recently when I got it, but when I, I got it at a concert a few weeks ago and, you know, it was, it was, you know, hundreds of people it was indoors, New York fucking city. I'm drinking beer, you know, yeah. you know, the mask is going on and off. It's like, you know, it, it's yeah. just ridiculous. You know, I, I, I just, it, I should have just kept, I shouldn't have drank, you know, that that's a whole other thing too. I've, uh, I've decided that, uh, to end my 40-year relationship with alcohol. Um, mm. I'm, I'm hey, you too? Man, Me too, I, man. Are you too? I, I, I took my last one on the first. Because I said, this year, I would just want to focus on my health. Mental health, physical health, spiritual health, everything. So I'm like, man, I don't want any intoxicants in my body. I want to go to the doctor, get my blood work done on the 30th. I want them to give me top notch, tell me everything that's wrong with me. Just self care. That's it. Yeah, that, that's all. Yeah. That's all I'm about. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel I said, like I just do the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, there's, I, I have, I mean, family history of alcoholism. I, I should have quit, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. But, you know, yeah. the one thing, one thing that really gave, there's two things that are a wake up call for me. One of them was COVID. You know, like. I I don't know what this is going to do to my body. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking chances getting again. I ain't going to get it again. I mean, I'm fucking double masking. I bought an <laughs> of my office. I, I, I yeah. you know, I, and, you know, now that I'm not drinking, if I, if I go out, I'm only going out places where there's few. I ain't going to New York City again for a very long time. Uh, so I'm being really careful, but, you know, I'm like, that's, you know, I, I, you know, I used to like to smoke weed. I'm stopping that because I need to let my lungs recover. So like, mm-hmm. I really gotta, gotta stop for a while. Cause like, I don't know, I don't know where this is going. And, uh, you know, um, but yeah, I'm getting, I took my last drink New Year's right. Eve and, and I'm just one day at a time right now, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm open to all paths. I don't know about people asking about AA. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I went to an event on Saturday night with my first test, you know, because uh-huh. it's easy when you're at home and, you know, I don't drink during the week when I'm working and all that. But uh, I went to an event where I always drink and I always drink like three or four drinks. And I was like, yeah. this is going to, and I gave myself permission. Like if it gets awkward, just leave, man, yeah. just yeah. fucking yeah. leave, man. Don't, don't just leave. Just don't care like social, whatever. But like yeah. it was actually all right, you know. It was it wasn't weird. It didn't feel we awkward, you know. It was, uh, but you know that's just one night, you know. I, you know I don't know. Like I'm not gonna be going to concerts for a while, but you know uh, I, I I haven't been. I don't think I've ever been to a concert sober. 
mean, <laughs> right. you know, like I'm already, there's some things I'm already getting kind of worried about. Like, uh, so, you know, you know, the biggest thing too is social events with family and work because, you know, you need alcohol just to get through the bullshit. You know what I mean? Just to talk, you know what I'm talking about? People, you're just like, you know, like yeah. that's the first thing. Like, oh man, I got to listen to fucking Uncle Frank go on about this and that. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I'm cleaning out. Um, I'm alcohol free now. Uh, you know, one day at a time. Yeah, I mean, me, I just like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going certain places also. Like I said, for uh a few months, I don't want to go to a bar. I just want to get my body right. You know, I just right, don't yeah. feel like I'm in good shape anymore at all. I really don't like the shape I'm in now. I saw a picture of myself. And I'm like, man, FP, you have to get back to it. Man. You yeah. got to get back to it. So um, yeah. I really just want to focus on myself this year. So. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already feeling, you know, talking about the brain fatigue from COVID, uh, the mm -hmm. brain fog, I guess. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I might be getting some of that. I can't tell if it's just I'm tired you know, and the fatigue is causing the fog, or if it's in addition to the fog, I, you know, uh, I just don't know where it's all going, you know, and I'm really worried. I, I read shit constantly on it, you know, and there's just a lot of unknowables out there. And like I said, the longer, you know, I got tested positive on the 22nd, you know, so it's been three weeks and like, you know, yeah, some of the symptoms got better. I don't cough it as much. I was coughing for a while. Yeah. That's gotten better. Pretty much almost all gone. A little, just a little here and there. But like, yeah, yeah, fatigue, man. It's like, it's no fucking joke. No fucking joke. No. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm... Patrick, I was going to... Um, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, like, if you got something to say. But like, because uh, I, I know you saw something, said something Messenger. Do you still have friends? Do you still have connections down in Brazil? Um, I have, uh, well, I, I used, I, there's one that I don't really talk to anymore, <laughs> but the, uh, That's who I, uh, yeah. yeah, but I have, uh, another friend, someone I've had on numerous times and times he's a journalist down there named Brian Muir and he writes a lot of stuff that's directed toward English speaking audiences, but he lives in Sao Paulo. So, um, I'm actually working on getting, I think we might do an interview on Wednesday about what's going on in, um, down in Brazil because just so everybody knows like what's today the, today's the ninth yesterday there was like a january 6th style kind oh, of yeah. power grab thing yeah. that happened yeah. in brazil where there's some di there's some subtle and and distinct differences like lula da silva definitely won just like biden did but he's been inaugurated he got inaugurated they get an uh, their presidential elections happen late in the year like ours but they get inaugurated on like the first of january or something like that so he's He's kind of a center-left president. He's been president before, and there's a long story to that. But, um, yeah, he's he's president now. Bolsonaro has the same kind of following like Trump sort of has, like that MAGA cult sort of following. And Bolsonaro is in fucking Florida right now. I don't know if you're all aware. He's chilling in Florida. People are videoing on, like, Twitter. He's, like, in a supermarket in Florida just, like, walking around like a normal person yeah. you know this is like he's like hanging with some mma fighter right yeah he's like staying at his house or something it's just like it's just weird it's just a weird thing um while he's in florida all of his followers uh, like stormed the in, in brasilia the capital they stormed the capital building they apparently went after some other government buildings as well but 
it's yeah it's the same kind of playbook that they're doing and um it's been known for a while that there's like some strong collaborations between like bolsonaro and his sons and like steve bannon and like the trump people so it's not surprising um we kind of knew this stuff was happening but yeah it's a similar type thing so i'm gonna try to i haven't been doing interviews in a while because i've had my own personal shit going on and i've been taking like a month or so from just doing work and it's winter and my my energy rate is lower and slower I'm looking at life now just to try really to live in the immediate. Don't let myself get bombarded with too much stuff anymore. You know, Yeah. I remember there was one time where I used to stay up to like three or four o'clock in the morning writing about all this shit that's going on. In me, you know? mm-hmm. And I still want to do it, but I don't feel as intense about it. Anymore. You know, I'm more relaxed, you know, yeah. about uh, how I view the world uh, more. Just don't let this place kill me. Yeah, Before survive. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't don't let this place. It's not worth Survive know. another week, you know, just keep on going. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it, you know. Enjoy my time here. Enjoy my time with y'all. And, you know, that might be what is a uh, too uh saccharine, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, oh, man, you know, but I mean, that's just how I feel now. You know, I mean, like look look what look, look what went down in Brazil, right? I mean, nobody was shocked. You know, and I can see a whole lot of right wing spots where that's going to continue, right? Because now it's in everybody's mind, you know, mm-hmm. if they feel, I mean, it's the new norm. If you lose, then it was stolen from you. If it, you know, uh, uh, if you win, then everything was right, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's just the new norm. And you've seen it, you've seen Bolsonaro do the same thing, even though it didn't come out till now where they stormed the Capitol. But mm-hmm. He'd been saying the same thing that Trump said, right? If yeah. I win, I win. If I lose, cheap. And you've heard like other politicians say that. I mean, the last uh, campaign. What, what's uh, what's the lady in Arizona? Um, Jerry Lake. Uh, Lake. Yeah, yeah. What, what's she do? She went, went to court. <laughs> threw her bullshit out. I think she ended up having enough to pay uh, Hobbs's uh, lawyer fees or something like that, or like like fifty thousand dollars. But I think she's gonna try and appeal that. But anyhow, I mean. She ran again. Everything it is that Trump did, that's what she did. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a strange situation. I just don't see it getting any better because you have so many crackpots, and it's just getting worse. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at our Congress. I mean, yeah, look at the, look at the House. I mean, like it's a fucking I mean, shit show. It's a shit show. You know, it's a literal shit show. So. I don't even know what to tell folks, you know. I mean, if you're talking about kids, I mean, just think about how expensive an education is now, you know. I, I don't know what I would have done. I'm, I don't know what I would have done if I had to go to college today, you know, and I had to pay. But, and then, you know, in California, you used to be able to just go for free, you know. Yeah. Not anymore, you know. I remember, yeah, I remember in the early 1900s when they used to have people that would just, like, work at night and go to Harvard. You know what I mean? Dudes like some busboy for yeah, job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that was, it was, everything was just so cheap. Now, can you imagine trying to go into Harvard without getting some loans or, or, or whatever? Not just off a of scholarship. 
you know, you'd be dead in the water. Yeah, it's all like nepotism, right? Because it's connections. Yeah. It's like right. yeah. there's no like the 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 idea of the American like pull yourself up by your bootstraps meritocracy thing. It's just it's always been bullshit, but it's especially bullshit. Everybody knows it too. It's like you can't get into Hollywood that way. You can't get into Harvard that way. You can't. There's like elite spaces that are so almost. It's impossible for people like us. Like if we wanted to get in there, it would be impossible. Like yeah. almost impossible. So. Yeah, it's it's uh, stacked against us, and and we feel like we're all just watching a spectacle, like with the Republicans in the House. Like you mentioned that bill, right? I mean, I don't know if you have something to say about it, but it's just like they haven't had to do that kind of vote, re-voting over and over and over again for a speaker just to get Congress in oh, session yeah. <laughs> and get everyone sworn in. That that had to happen since before the Civil War, like yeah, this is yeah, over a hundred and something years ago. Yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. How about? many times they had to vote? They had to vote 15, wasn't it? 15, 15 times. times. Yeah. yeah. 15 yeah. times. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, think if he gave up, you know, like you're being a speaker, like, you know, you have two things you really have to do. Like you have to keep your party in line and you have to negotiate, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's yep. you know, part of the test. So like, yep. you know, he negotiated with his party. He gave up everything and got nothing. It's like, that's not negotiation. That's fucking capitulation. It's like, yeah. you know, that just shows what a fucking shitty. And then, you know, they he had to like bend all these rules, you know? So like one of the new rules is like one person can challenge him. One person can call a vote. So, so what do you think is going to happen yeah, when yeah, the death yeah, comes yeah. out, right? Gates yeah, or Bobert or Green, you know, they're going to fucking, oh yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, they're going to, it will take him out. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's just an unbelievable shit show. I mean, it's like, it's just fucking, you know, I mean, and and their whole agenda is just, you know, one investigation after another, you know, it's going to do absolutely nothing for no one. I mean, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> you at least the Democrats will throw you a bone every now and then, you know what I mean? Like, they got fucking nothing. I mean, you know, I mean, they're shit too, but they're just, yeah. they're just less terrible. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, that, that's that's about it. But did you hear his speech? Um, um, when he got the when he got the gavel, um, uh, well, he he very subtly said like, you won't have to break into the Capitol building anymore, and he kind of embraced the people from January six, like right in the middle of his speech. And I said, man, you want to talk about capitulation? Those people gonna kill him. Remember when he got on the phone with Trump? He's like, man, you need to send the National Guard. He's like, well, it seems like they care more about what's going on than you do, Kevin. And then they kind of, I think, he like cursed each other out or something like that. But the fact of the matter is that these people were going to kill him, and he was basically like, you know what? Let's be, let's let bygones be bygones. You know? Yeah, he thanked Trump. You know, he thanked Trump. He's like, yeah, thank you, Trump, for you know, it's like. You know, I, I the, the, the power he has in that party, man, he keeps losing elections for them. You know, it's like he's getting more unpopular. It's good comes out. I mean, you know, he's still but he's still, you know, has so much hold. It's like it's just fucking, you know, I don't know. It's like it's being 53 and like it's always been fucked up, man. But like it's just a whole it's just a whole of the world, man. It's like the the world like 30 years yeah. ago now. It's like just the the just the standard norms and political process is like you know um i couldn't see how the shit was going to happen but like it's fucking it's a whole of the world you know whole of the world i watched a a, a pbs documentary uh, about trump and 
He did the same thing in 2012 when Romney lost. He said in his Twitter feed, oh man, it was stolen. Da, 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 da. It's just he wasn't like on the big stage, but he had already done that before. I didn't know that. So he was primed for if he had lost in 2016, it'd have been the same thing. But then in 2020, I think with all the different characters in Congress, it was more susceptible to happen. I mean, because you see how, I mean, like, no way that, uh, uh, let me get an old school speaker. Uh, who's my man that was speaker? Uh, oh, man. Maynard? In the 80s. Tip, uh, tip, tip O'Neill. Tip O'Neill, thank you. Uh, somebody like Tip O'Neill, they wouldn't be doing no shit like that, planning no insurrection with people <laughs> on, on the backside. You know, it was like business as usual. I'm not saying that's good, but I'm just saying, like, this would have never happened until now. It was like the just a prime time for this explosion, you know? Um, and I think they're going to do it again. I think that oh, yeah. they're going to do it again. I, I think, I think it's going to definitely happen again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I was, was going to say that I had an, I had an interview released with Shane Burley. Um, that was really good, by the way. I wanted to give a oh, shout out. Oh, Sorry. thank you. Yeah, I, I just, I, I wanted to say though one, one part about it because it's like we're kind of in this post-Trump era, and we call it post-Trump because I mean Trump's still very much there, but he's not president, and there's kind of this weird space we're in where he doesn't have the energy, the vitality, or even the kind of support he had back in during his presidency or even leading up to it, but there's kind of this post-Trump thing happening where yeah, you're talking about these figures like Gates. Bobert, Green, I don't know, McCarthy, like all these long list of representatives and senators and people in government who have embodied the Trumpian kind of spirit, if you want to call it that. And so they've kind of yeah. like, there's like a Trump shaped hole and they're trying to fill it. And so you would never, yeah, you never would have seen the Republican Party do any of the shit that they've been doing over the past six years or the past just couple years without the influence of Trump and like the way he's kind of shaped the political character of the Republican party to such a degree. So oh, yeah, he you completely have... changed the party. Yeah. I mean, he changed yeah. the party as much as Reagan did, you know, I mean, yeah. he's, there's 60 members of Congress are election deniers, 60, you know, like that's a lot. And that's just the yeah. ones that we know are election deniers. There's probably more that were, were quiet, you know, there there's some in Congress that were, you know, actively involved in the insurrection um, you know, on, on January 6th. So uh, what happened to Forrest? Dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll try to come back in. He probably just yeah, saw his connection. Absolutely. Now he's got all his problems, his connections. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll sure be back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, I, I, you know, I know we had said this before. It's like, you know, Trump. You know, I wasn't sure. I was pretty sure he's going to win in 2020. If it wasn't for COVID, he would have. But I was like, you know, with Trump, Trump might be gone, but Trumpism's here to stay. And that seems to be, you know, like you were saying, he kind of left a void and they're just filling that void. You know, they're mm -hmm. not, you know, I was, you know, and like I said, McCartney thanking him. It's like, <laughs> you know, it was like, it's just, it's so bizarre. Yeah. like how he can seem to somehow you know, lose election after election, but they still lick his boots, you know? Um, you know, I would love for Forrest was here, but just like this whole bitching about like, oh, people like want to have their pronouns and, 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 you know, like the masculine is go, you know, like we have all these like effeminate men and all this stuff. And when you see someone like Ted Cruz, 
who has been so was so publicly insulted and humiliated by Trump. Like Trump is just the biggest fucking asshole and a bully. Just he'll sit there and just he'll make fun of someone's wife on stage. Like just no shame. He called his wife ugly. Could you imagine? Like yeah, like, like oh fuck you. You know, and and then you know by I don't know how many months pass. You know, and the election happens, and then, you know, like Ted Cruz is kissing his ring. So it's like. So much for your, like, masculinity, like, you know, protecting your family and your honor. Like, fuck you. Like, so right, it's right. just this environment that I feel like politically and, and almost, like, just, like, bringing up the fact that you and Forrest just got COVID. I mean, like, there's just so many layers of of how bad it feels right now. Like, why look to politics for anything regarding any sort of path forward or solution? It just seems like it's degenerating right before our eyes to just a bunch. It's like a, it's like a pit of snakes. Like, what are we looking at here? Right. Is this even I mean, worth the paying Democrats attention to? It's supposed to be the party you know, that was, you know, you know, they were taking it, you know, this is like a late 2020, you know, when, I, when COVID, you know, um, 2020, you know, mm-hmm. supposed to be the party, you know, that was going to, you know, control the pandemic. And uh, all they did was like, yeah, everyone get your vaccine, get your boosters. Mm -hmm. You know, all the hand-wringing over, uh, not that it wasn't, you know, legit, but all the hand-wringing over like, you know, they're taking away our rights and Big Brother. I'm like, it's all fucking gone. It's all fucking gone. There's no more vaccine requirements, you know? There's no more vaccine passports. I haven't asked about a vaccine and and months you know nobody's wearing masks they're not telling you to wear masks uh you know no filtration systems you know um you know my office my office you know when they they tried it september 21 they're trying to get us to come back and one of the things they said they're like we're you know we're putting in a hepa filter you know in the office you know because it was september so coming up so they're like it was open you know, until it gets cold and then we're going to have this, you know, it'll take a few months. But that fucking thing never showed up. Mm-hmm. They, they no. never fucking put it. There's no, there's no, there's no filter. The It's winter now. The the windows are all closed. No one's wearing a mask. I'm one of three people in the office who wears a mask. An office of about, and it's an open air office, you know, like not big, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this new variant, which I'm sure y'all have heard about, what they're calling the Kraken. <laughs> exploding in the northeast up in it and and if the you know everybody's wearing them so if you're one if you're the lone masker going to do anything you know it's evading the vaccines evading the boosters no more talk about you know improving the vaccine you know um yeah. you know get getting get distributing better masks you know that mask you have patrick that's that's the shit i got to get look into like yeah. a serious you know, I was not fucking around anymore. I'm not, you know, I, I feel yeah. embarrassed. Take it as, as seriously. I just thought that, you know, doing enough, I wasn't doing enough and I knew I wasn't doing enough, you know, but, you know, uh, anyways, lesson learned moving forward, you know, um, I'm taking it absolutely serious because it's it, man. We got to look out for each other. There's fucking, you know, and that there, you know, when DeSantis gets it up, it's going, you know, he's, what he said, like the only people wearing masks now are like ugly people who don't want, you know, like, you know, now, man, what do Republicans take over? It's like there's, it just seems so fucking hopeless, you know, 
um mm -hmm. i'm hopeless i mean i think that there's people i think you know beyond politics i think people are still being vigilant doing what they can do you know it's not enough you know the just being uh one of the mask you know it's not it's, everybody's got to be wearing a mask you know yeah um but fuck here we are yeah, I think that I think that um, going forward, um, they're eventually going to have to do something because it it people are just so oblivious, really, because we don't live in a hospital, right? You know, I can count how many times I've actually been in a hospital, right? So it's not if it's like out of sight, out of mind. In fact, people don't even really think about hospitals because you know think about death and all that other stuff. But the fact of the matter is that. Eventually, I think they won't have any choice but to revisit this. I mean, I don't think they'll have any choice. Um, I mean, New York's getting hit pretty hard, if I'm not mistaken, right? And uh, I know Cali was. I think that they also, um, in Los Angeles, they were going to institute like an indoor mask policy again. You know, I, I don't think that they did it, but they were talking about it. So we're just like right on the verge, right on the verge of having enough people get into the hospitals where they'll get overwhelmed and then they'll have no choice. But I think, I think if it's, if it goes back to it, I, I think there's going to be some violence. I mean, that's like real violence. Right? Yeah. I, I think I, one I, thing that's going to change shit yeah. is that uh, there's just a big teachers union went on strike and the hospitals are already filling up because not just COVID, you know, it's uh MR MSV, MS, MRV. I'm not sure. Uh, the other, um, you know, uh, air, lung disease, lung virus. Uh, uh, RSV. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, RSV. That's it. Thank you. Um, so I, I think you know now with with rising rates, and uh, you know the teachers. I think they're going to start doing. It. I, I just saw that. I think it's Akron or somewhere in Ohio. The municipal union there is doing mass requirements. Man, I wish they'd fucking bring back mass requirements for municipal employees in New York. You know, I'm a municipal employee. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I said, can sitting there in front of my I put a little air filter in front of God, I'm just, just, I try to like stay away from everybody. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. The more I read about this new variant, man, it's just a fucking, it's really, really concerning me, you know. Um, I don't know if that's what I got, but I just yeah. don't want it. I ain't going to get it. It just, yeah, the, uh, there's a lot, as epidemiologists have described it, like viruses have a certain amount of evolutionary space to evolve in and there's like all these variables and factors as to what allows a virus to continue and persist into different you know uh lineages like subvariants and things like this so like yeah the most recent and dominant variant is what they call it, recombinant is that the right word I, I feel like that's similar to the word i'm trying to think of but basically it's like two completely different strains have like merged and a lot of times within certain hosts that happens you can infect it with like two viruses or two strains of the same virus that are able to merge together and then they have attributes of both uh lines and so that's what's happening because literally you have billions of people getting infected with a highly contagious virus and it's able to do this it's able to mix and match and that's how we get a huge soup of different variants of covid and you know i mean like i would be interested and i don't know anything because i'm not a scientist and i don't study viruses on that level but i would be curious to know like 
how far how completely different is the most recent variants of covid from the original virus that came out of wuhan china at the end of 2019 i'm sure it's like almost a completely different fucking virus yeah and that's the thing is this whole like bullshit narrative around like natural immunity and like you get infected and you're gonna be fine you'll build immunity like people don't understand how immunity really works and that that's not what that's not what's happening and the reason why people are getting covid over and over and over again is because they might have gotten delta and then they're getting omicron and now they're getting some sub or sub lineages or or right. sub variants of different types of different viruses that come from omicron and so people are just getting reinfected over and over and over again and i met somebody I who got infected four times it's four bananas it's bananas yeah yep. And this is like this is what makes me so angry too. Like the Biden administration, there's so many things to be angry about. But like, I appreciate when conservatives and Republicans and Trump people are as batshit crazy as they are because you know what they're doing. Democrats will tell you one thing and do the opposite. They yeah, promise something to get that's elected true. and they don't do it. They say yeah. we're going to follow the science and we're going to end the pandemic. All that they've done is created a. it's a sociological production it's like this is not real this isn't epidemiologically real the virus is still raging and it's still a pandemic and yet anthony fauci can say the pandemic is basically over or biden can say it's basically over or or that the virus or that the 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 vaccines are enough to stop it right Right. and that's just not true yeah yeah. you need normal biden that's what he's yeah that's what he ran on that's what he's now he's just like you know, people yeah. in SBA, people talk about like government control and take our, that's obviously a thing. It's all a problem, but like, it all comes down to capital, man. You know, yeah. people, they, people, yeah. you know, they, they want stores open up. People want to go and bathe. People want to go back to movies. People want to go back to normal. They want, they want people to spend again. That's what it is. They're not going to know. And that's, that's, that's what they care about. That's what they're capitulating to. They're not looking at science. They're not, they're just, you know, get your vaccines and that's it, you know? Nothing else, you know, no, you know, I heard that the, the, the last COVID funds are going away and that's it. There's no more money for COVID relief. So, you know, uh, if there's more, uh, you know, there's not going to be any funding. If we have to uh, go into another um, situation, I mean, I, I don't know about how effective lockdowns would be now anyways. I think that uh, it's more about masking and air quality and whatnot. But Well, I think what's... Uh... The most infuriating thing is not just like the Biden administration, but like people will do everything they can to blame anything else except for the most obvious thing. So we're having this past winter, we've had so many kids, like pediatric hospitals are filling up. Hospitals for adults are filling up. People are getting really bad strains of flu. There's RSV, like you mentioned, and COVID. So there's just like this horribly, Mm -hmm. like they call it the tridemic, right? And people are like, why is it that RSV, which has been around for a long time and kids have gotten RSV and have never had to go to the hospital before, are all of a sudden getting so sick from it that they're going to the hospital? I mean, it's not like it never happens. It's just that the rates are so much higher now. Mm-hmm. And then you have like just a, a whole bunch of like compounding health crises occurring at once. And so then people are like, no, you know what it was? We have immune debt. It's not a real thing, but we just made it up for this circumstance where <laughs> – you got you didn't get sick enough over the past couple of years because you were wearing masks and you were like socially distancing for COVID. Now your immune system is weak. And so you get things that you got before, like the cold or the flu or the RSV. And now, you, you know, you're getting super sick and you have to go to the hospital. And it's like that's not a real thing. 
yeah, that's been proven to be and absolutely not true. One of the things they're discovering is that because of the mass infection of COVID, people's immune systems are are really impaired. Like there is actual impairment and serious issues that come from COVID infection. Like they can they they've proven that. So people who have gotten COVID previously tend to get have more frequent colds and uh you know serious uh you know infections from things. So what we're seeing is that we've let a virus run loose. It's mass infected all age groups. And if you haven't died, you've been severely compromised in numerous ways in your body. You're getting common viruses. You're getting sicker than you ever thought you could from them. Hospitals are overrun. And people are like, you know what it was? It was because of those half-ass lockdowns we did two fucking years ago. It's like, no, like that that wasn't the issue. Yeah, We never had lockdowns here either. I mean, New York City... For like no. a, 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 week, a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe in a little, little bit, but fucking, we'd have lockdown. Not like that in fucking China. No. Or, no. Like, oh, hell no. No, no. no one fucking took it. Everybody fucking half ass. How many oh, people wow. did you see, you know, walking around with masks, like with their nose open? And, like, <laughs> You'll see it, yeah. Like they had, they had a, a, a football player. Um, oh, yeah. The New York Knicks, New York Jets uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. And his family went to the NFL draft, and they all had masks on, but they were just so petty. They were mesh masks. You saw it from the side. And then uh, his mother, she did the same thing, I think, when she went to Disney World or something like that. I mean, well, I'd rather you just be straight up like, I'm not going to wear it. But to do something petty like that, and then also, I would be trying to kill folks. That's sick and twisted. You know, that's, that's sick and twisted. I mean, all the stupid shit that they say, which makes no sense. Remember when they were talking about, like, man, kids need to go outside, get dirty, and they would have pictures of kids in, like, 1900? I'm like, did, did you go look at the mortality rate of kids in 1900? Did you ever see <laughs> like, that? Like, you yeah, got like, your like, fucking like, mind. <laughs> Shit, hell. Why you, you know, think we... we, we <laughs> in a strange twist of events, and I'm sure you guys have watched this, too, uh, like, we're just talking about all the things that Kobe can do, right? Uh, you know, heart you know, uh, heart attacks, right? Strokes, yeah. and that. Mm-hmm. Then the fucking anti-vaxxers are like, you know, it's the vaccine that's causing that. Like, the vaccine. The vaccine. It's like, crazy. Right. They're like, you know, they're like, why are these people suddenly dying? I'm like, it's, it's fucking COVID. It's fucking giving people, you know, heart conditions and shit. And it's like, no, yeah. it's just like, it's just like, it's, it's just fucking surreal. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, between like you said, like back to normal Biden, you know, this come up and then you know oh it's not actually it's 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 fucking it's just like massive gaslighting you know it's just i just yeah. feel like you know i i saw my son loves stand-up comedy so i took him to see uh jim gaffigan okay uh, yeah yeah it was good you know and he's you know he's he's not really my kind of comedian but you know he's you know he's um anyways my son really loved it but he had this joke and it was kind of funny like it, the the way it landed but he was just like he goes you know in 2020 you know and it's like yeah 3,400 people died this week he goes now it's just like 304,000 people died this week yeah whatever yeah. it's like the yeah. rate's like you know what I mean like the death rate is like it's going up in a lot of places and like man, it's just not yeah yeah it just desensitized to it now you know it's just like it's just a number you know it's like uh um I was looking at some of the NFL contracts and some of the ones for baseball it's, it doesn't mean anything anymore. 250 mil, 300 mil. I mean, it's just, okay, it's just, 
it, it means nothing. So as people see all these contracts and make all this money, what they think is money, it's still never going to really relate, relate to the goods and services that is going to, because it's all fiat currency, right, at the end of the day. So you can make it up to make, to be whatever in the fuck it is that you want us to make it up to be, right? So it's like, okay, 500 mil, let's do it. A billion, you know? I mean, what are they talking about now? Who's going to be the first trillionaire, you know? That's crazy. It means nothing anymore. Elon Musk lost, what, $200 billion? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, the funniest I'm, thing it was like not even a year ago he was seen as i think he was technically the richest man in the world and now he's the guy that's lost the record amount of money possible like yeah. so how is money real if one weirdo with a god complex can just like do that like that doesn't make sense yeah. and that's yet it has enormous consequence for people somehow i mean i mean for some obvious reasons but like still it's 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 it feels so surreal and spectacular and it's hard to like make sense of it and like feel like the tangibility of it like when you say three thousand people die a month or four thousand a month or whatever from covid it's like that doesn't feel tangible like unless of course it happens to you and so that's a big thing is we're dealing with so much abstraction and then when it finally like is physic when it starts to affect you and i'm, and I'm also i want to be clear like i'm speaking as a white dude in america so there's gonna be shit that's just not gonna touch me in the same way it's gonna touch other people that are not white right like let's just let's just be clear about that and, yeah. and being a male too like i just want to be clear Indeed. but you know speaking from this position like i can say like reason why white people are getting so fucking riled up right now is because for the first time in a generation or two, they're like, oh, there's stakes to this. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know that. And we didn't feel that for a long time. And now it's coming up. And so these reactionary politics are emerging out of that. Um, and uh, they're not good politics, you know. Um, but anyway, the abstraction of all of this is just so like, it doesn't feel like it touches you until your grandma dies of COVID or you get COVID and you feel long COVID. You know what I mean? Like it, it numbers don't really mean anything until you're one of those numbers. Yeah. Know? No, I think, um, like the kid that just had the heart attack, right? The football player, right? Mm -hmm. People sent like millions of dollars into his, uh, his charity. Right. Mm. And it's only little instances like that, that we see the humanity in this country. But that's what it takes. It takes a 24-year-old man having a heart attack like that to at least establish, I guess, some type of kindness or nice, right? Yeah. It always takes the worst situation in order mm -hmm. for Americans to finally feel something, right? That's why they want to go back to 1950s uh, times, though, right? Yeah. We had an abundance of resources. White middle-class America was good. It really was just like that up until the 60s. Then you saw the where we had culture wars and we're there again. But we still had a burgeoning economy. We still had a lot of shit we could build, computers, da 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 da, cell phones. But now everything is getting to the point where it's getting harder to not only get these things, but to keep them. You might have them for a second, but then you lose them like, like, like Elon Musk, right? You know, mm -hmm. only we feel a lot more if. We get laid off. I know I did when I got laid off when, when COVID hit, right? So that, that affected me, affected my bottom line, affected my dogs, everything. So 
everybody wants to go back to a time when I've even heard black people say that. Man, I want to go back to the 1950s. Right? But no, 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 because because there were no gay, there were no gay folks, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was straight, everybody heterosexual, you had to wear no transgender, a man was a man, a woman was a woman, <laughs> everybody lived in the same house. When my mama, when she she was always there cooking my meal, yada yada yada. I've heard it, you know. So even in that strange atmosphere of even the South, where you can lose your life at any time, black the black community still sees that as a time when we had togetherness or everybody was in the house or whatever it may be, right? Even through all that impoverishment. And that's how it is now. People just want to go back to a time where they feel felt safe and secure, you know? Yeah, I think uh, that's even when you didn't have freedoms, seemingly, or privileges that you may have now, things felt maybe more like there was an order to things that felt that made sense, you know, like you understood why things were the way they were on a certain level. There was stories that felt coherent and made sense. Now there's like it's not that way. So I I get I get that. Yeah. I don't begin to uh, understand everything. But post my, but oh. uh, part of the what post you know kind of the essentially what postmodernism is is many perspectives right so uh, in the modern era which I guess I think began around the early nineteenth century to now you know uh, was defined by perspective and it was a European perspective. It was a white perspective, and it was a male perspective, right? The Anglo perspective, right? And that that's what dominated, right? So, like, if, as long as you, you fell into that, you were all right, right? And if you didn't fall in that way, well, you pretend to fall in that, you're all right. But then beginning, you know, the postmodern period, you know, began around the six, late 60s, late 70s, uh, and that wait perspectives. What about, you know, what about women? What about, you know, what about... Uh, what about black people? What about Asian? You know what I mean? So all these perspectives popping up. And I, so that was kind of part of the cultural revolution. I think that that's is really manifesting now. I think that people are, who grew up in an older generation where they said, you know, they want to go back to it. They want to go back to there's one perspective. They said when a man was a man, because you get that. Now there's just like, they don't want to deal with all the different, you know, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to think about how things affect other people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind well, of. I mean, I'll tell anybody, I, I think that, Amer- well, I don't think America was made basically for just straight white men. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's pretty much it, you know? And they've added on all these people, and it's too much, you know? And they just want to get back to a time when it was a straight white male world. You know, that's what a lot of the whole January 6th riding, but we want our rights back. We want we want to be at the, at the, head, of, at, at the head of the table now. Like we were back in the day, and we yeah. decide when you eat, when you shit, when you do everything. So, <laughs> isn't that? But it's impossible. I mean, it's literally impossible. So you can't go back into the past. Right. People are start just trying to go live in the past again. You right. know, the what, uh, how'd that to happen to longer exist? You know, you you can't have. I, mean, I look at the last three generations of my family. My my grandparents, uh, they they didn't they didn't go to college. My grandfather went to World War II, came back, you know, got the GI Bill and all that. He was able, just, my grandmother never worked. And one income, no college education. He was able to get a house, car, you know, he had money. My dad didn't go to college, but he had money for the college at that. 
next generation, my parents' generation, to, you know, they didn't go to college either, but, they, you know, working class, but they were able to put together a house. You know I mean? We didn't have a lot of money. Like now, me and my wife, college educated, <laughs> working on stuff, we're just just keeping our heads above water. Just keep your heads above water. Like, I don't know. I mean, I look at my kids. I'm like, they're fucking, there's just, how are they going to afford to do fucking anything? Like, how do you buy a house? Like the cheapest house in my neighborhood now is like, I think I might be the cheapest house in this neighborhood. And I'm, this is worth, the house is worth $550,000. There's no fucking way I could afford this house now. You know, it was, I could just barely afford it when we bought it back in 20, I guess 2012. You know, I just like it. Just seems libertarians always talk. At you know, if that fucking don't exist, like you know, if it did, then why? I don't know. You know, people. Shit, how are you know? How are people able to get fucking anything? You know, and that's just housing. You know, food costs and all that. Say more, more complicated with climate change. You know. Um, you know, chain, chain disruptions and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, I, I know that was weighing on you, Patrick, you're talking about, you know, how to, you know, move forward to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, what you're talking about, just for me think about this, like, yeah, it is it as someone who rents a house or an apartment, you know, like, I don't know how we're able to be able to own anything, you know, and um, I more and more, it just sort of feels like we're we're peasants in a feudal system. Like we don't own shit. We don't own the land. We're working it for the Lord and we don't, just so we can live on it. You know, like that's what it feels like. We're just working. You know, this is capitalism, I know. But like it feels like we're working for the Lords and the Lords are demanding that we continue to work the land. And 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 we barely but we don't even have this is what's fucked, too peasants had more power than we do they had more access to the commons the lands than we do like there there wasn't the enclosures hadn't happened yet so basically people had to you know grow the crops and build you know do the things they had to do as peasants but they had a lot of days off because they had a lot of saints days and they had access to forests and rivers and things and they could just make a living and 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 you know subsist it wasn't perfect it wasn't great there was a lot of fucked up shit going on oh, yeah. nonetheless yeah. but like there was some sense of autonomy that they had and we don't even have that now there's so, an obligation from from like there's a word for it in french like nobody i figure it is but it's mm-hmm. it's it's the obligation that the nobles and the lords had to the peasants and again like it's it's not that like it was anything close to egalitarian uh, but there was an obligation there. I heard an interesting thing about the story of um, the Christmas Carol, right? About Scrooge, hmm. and what was interesting about it is that uh, Scrooge kind of represented the um, the new capitalist class that was in its ascendancy at that time. Yeah. And uh, the origin of caroling was that uh, you know before people went around and sang happy songs, people would get drunk and they'd go to the noble's house and they would you know. Give them something, and nobles would have to like give them food and all that, and give them. Yeah. So, um, you know, when when the by the time you know the the Scrooge capitalist class comes around, they no longer felt obligated to give yeah. anything back. You know what I mean? And uh, there's that opening. I don't know if you're familiar if you've ever seen the read the book. You know the opening scene where, and that it was meant to 
paint the picture of what was going on with the carolers go to the door and he just, you know, he slams the door in their face. He says he has no obligation yeah. to them. It was a nothing because he could separate himself from that. You know, he no longer had to have any obligation uh, to that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of like a neo feudal thing, but like uh, worse in that, in that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, things were obviously uh, at that time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's um, the capitalist class have no obligation to look out for for anyone or anything. Uh, yeah, except uh, for themselves, right? Like, except yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Even even if you look at interest, right? In all societies, they would be, they were always like cancel the interest. You know what I mean? They would just like, oh, can't I apologize? Cancel the debt, right? Yeah, debt, and they would kind of like just start over again. Yeah. But look at how we lead our lives. Look at the interest rate on our houses. Everything is trying to squeeze every goddamn penny out of our out of our hands. Everything. So you have nothing left in your pockets, right? Even if I get into a fight with a man or a woman, I'm saying MMA or something like that. I'll hit women. But I'm saying like, <laughs> if I get into an altercation of any kind, I still have a chance. I got no shot here. I got to pay this house to keep a roof over my head. I got to have a car for transportation just to get to the job, you know? And it's like you just handcuffed, you know? And I went through a time in my life where I was like, man, I just hate it. But now I'm just like, I made my peace with it, you know? I, I hate to say that, but I just made my peace with it. Now, do I know that uh, in five years if I'm going to be homeless? I couldn't tell you, man. I really yeah. literally cannot hit up here, sit up here and tell you that, oh, man, I'm sure assured that I will, you know, be be uh, um, um, housed with a car, you know, with whatever little savings I got. I got it can all be wiped out. Oh yeah, just like I see homeless people in New York. I'm like, I'm three bad decisions and two crazy situations away from being just like them. There you go for great Chicago eye, you know. Like there's, uh, there's just no assurances, you know. It's it's uh, like I said, and things just get expensive, more and more expensive. Uh, I haven't had a raise in uh, years, you know. Um, it's you know, and the last rate I got was like two percent raise, you know. It's different where I work because it's 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 union and you you bargain with the city and all that, you know. Yeah. Place went up eight percent, you know. Fucking even that two percent rate got two years ago all got eaten up. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, I mean, it's lots of buying power. I mean, it's just it's uh it's insane. It really is insane how this world has changed so much. Um, even since I've been on, I'm not old, but I'm not a young man. But I look at um. You know, uh, oh, I was looking at my house that I grew up in in uh, Los Angeles. I couldn't afford that damn house. I grew up in the inner city. That's crazy. And I'm an electrical engineer. I do pretty good. I cannot even afford the house. In fact, when my when my dad got the house, I don't think he had a job. I think he was just out of work. And then they just showed my parents like one house because uh, we were like the second, I think the second black family in our neighborhood over in Linwood, and uh, I saw white flight with my own eyes because I was, we got the house when I was two, and then that was 1970, no, 1974 when we got the house, I was two. And then it was all white. Then by the early 80s, all the white, all the white kids were gone. It was just nothing but black folks. And then after that, it became mixed Latino or whatever, but I saw it with my own eyes. 
They just, it, it, and it's, you know it's happening, but it's kind of subtle too. You're like, damn, where are the, where are the white people? They <laughs> used to be around here. <laughs> damn, everybody gone. And then of course, what happens when all that cash leaves, property values go down, right? Crime, crime comes because people got to survive. Schools go Snowball down because schools are funded by property taxes. So there you go. Snow, snowball effect, you know. So, um, yeah, I just, I'm, 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 you know what? So I will say this. I'm stunned that we made it this far. We quite honest with you. I remember uh, Richard. Uh, oh man, mm, big and peak oil. I haven't looked at Richard Heinberg. Richard Heinberg. Yeah. yeah, Richard Heinberg. I remember one time he was being interviewed. He's like, man, in the 1980s, I thought we would have been done. Like all this oil and all this average that we have, I, I thought it, I thought it'd be over. Even though he, even now he's shilling for um, uh, renewables and shit. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Had show a while back, wasn't it? Did you interview Richard? Yeah, I've had him on two times, but the last time was back in 2020 or 2020, maybe 2021. But yeah, um, you know, he tries to be optimistic and be like kind of place an optimism in some of these technologies, but. And he also understands how imperfect they are, but you know, there's a little bit of that, you know, because oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah, I, 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 I know, I mean, I'm not throwing them yeah. under your bus. No, I know yeah. what you mean though, because I, I pushed back on that stuff too, because I'm like, yeah. you know, this isn't a solution. This can't be a solution. And he's like, well, no, it can't be, and it isn't, you know, and um, you know, I think when I interviewed him last, it was right after the grid collapse in Texas, and you've lived through that for us, but we brought it up several times on this podcast, but. I interviewed him about that because I'm like, you know, that, like, how does that work? You know, like, how does a whole grid collapse like that? You know, of course, state, the state of Texas is a bit unique in that it's isolated from other states and that it's just like its own thing. But, you know, um, the severity of climate disruption and the storms and, you know, the just changes in the jet stream and all these things are creating more harsh conditions that um, grids can't really um, deal with. Like, I mean... We talked about this before. I know we've talked about this, but like when it gets super hot, when we have heat waves, people want to use AC. Some places don't have the infrastructure for AC. Um, yeah. The Pacific Northwest, a lot of people don't have AC, and we have heat waves now every summer. Seem seems like. So yeah, what are we gonna do? Up here, don't have. Either, yeah. Yeah, like have a, yeah, a lot of places don't have it because they've never needed it, and the grid is not prepared for that much energy being used at the same time. So. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting on a, I feel like I'm getting off t- t- tangents and stuff, but yeah, it's, um, uh, I don't know, I'm curious, like, do you ever interrogate this part of yourself? Because there's a part of me, like you said this earlier with with uh, Forrest about COVID, it's like at some point they're going to have to deal with it. Or like at some point you think about like nobody can buy a house anymore. People are falling through the cracks all the time. The healthcare system, how long can they deal with all of these patients at once? You know, all of these cascading and inter, like these crises are all intersecting with each other. And you think there's like always, and I admit there's a part of me that's like somebody, not somebody, but uh, the system as it were, will step in to make it work. But what if they don't, you know, like what if they just don't? I, I, is that a part of you? Is that, is that a part of any of your guys's like psychology? Is there like some little part of you that's telling you like, it's not optimism. It's just this sort of feeling like there's going to be something that's going to happen. That's going to be some tipping point where somebody will 
step in to change it you know and i don't think that's a good or healthy part of my mind i'm just saying it's there like it's it's oh, just yeah, a yeah. little piece of me that exists yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah um yeah that's an understandable absolutely i mean psychology I, I i get it you know i mean it's there's just a lot of nobles out there you know i i, I just you know i think it's it's a little bit I, i'd rephrase that I don't, I don't think it's that they won't i think it's that they can't you know i don't mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. they have the power uh, I don't think the federal government has the power people say it does. You know, states have, right. you know, the U.S. states have a lot of power. Texas has a lot of power. You know, uh, California, as you know, I think just moved up to the fourth largest economy. I mean, um, they could certainly do things outside of the federal government uh, or in spite of the federal government if need to. So um, I, I just think that there aren't they're not as powerful as we sometimes think that they are. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they have the resources that mm -hmm. they do. And I just, like I said, I don't think it's that they won't. It's just that they can't. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, but Makes yeah, it's, a, it's an unsettling way to, <laughs> to kind of move around. But mm -hmm. Well, you said California, you know, I have the fourth biggest economy now, uh, but look at, look at Los Angeles, right? There's a, uh, video series uh soft white underbelly i think that's yeah. the name of it oh yeah, yeah that's and, really uh, good i watch those all the time yeah 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 uh i can only take so much at a time you know so yeah, i can watch one yeah they are oof. yeah man they're hard they are hard so um but you know uh the guy that did it he was on joe rogan so and i never seen him be interviewed before but i watched that one and um and then he had another interview where this guy actually went out to Skid Row, you know, where he gets all of his uh, interviews from. Mm -hmm. And I was looking, when I left Los Angeles about 15, 16 years ago, it was not even half that big. Mm -hmm. Now, man, it's probably two or three times bigger than it was when I was just out there so long ago. I mean, they just got all types of rampant crimes, just I can't even fathom. And then from what I hear, Frisco is worse. So what I'm saying is that with all the midst of that wealth, think about how many places the homeless situation is getting bad in Los Angeles. The only reason I know there's not too bad in San Diego because they don't let they don't let poor people into that city. <laughs> That's the only reason they don't. I didn't see many. I was in San Diego and LA. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, and I oh. didn't see. I mean, I was I was in like Mission Bay area of San Diego, so like it wasn't. But the homeless problem in LA is as bad, maybe worse than. I mean, it, it's bad, man, and it's oh, yeah. it's oh, different yeah. than like New York because in New York you've got neighborhoods. First of all, New York is like a lot denser and closer, so like one block, two blocks away is is a whole different neighborhood sometimes. Uh, so you have places like the Upper East Side, these like wealthy areas where they keep them out, and it was kind. Of, it was strange in LA because like you know in Venice, you know Venice is like extremely wealthy, completely gentrified, and you have like multi-million dollar condos and then you have these huge tent cities that are like yep. half a block you know yep. and like in new york like they uh and i'm uh, this is obviously terrible in this case, but they would push them out you know they they push them down to the subways now they're trying to push them adams is trying to push them into the hospitals by force which you know it's like well who's going to do that the fucking police like they're Mm -hmm. you know, that's a whole other thing you know but uh yeah it was really strange to see just so much uh i mean i remember we went to an in and out burger in culver city and like it was like a pretty upscale like kind of neighborhood and like we went outside to eat and there was just like just crazy homeless people like 
oh man, was just screaming as pop as though the other man had his pants down, like walking around and and people are like on their phones and they're just kind of like like just walking <laughs> yeah. around. I mean, I people down in New York too, just kind of normal, but it was just like it was just so strange. And I think it's LA, it's like everything's so bright. And like, cause New York, everything's so gloomy and, you know, so LA, everything's just like bright and sunny and these beautiful <laughs> people. And then it was just, the contrast was kind of weird. So it's like, uh, you know, it, it was just the, yeah, the homeless thing was, it, it was just crazy, man. Crazy. I'm um, noticing it here in Houston. I'm noticing it here in Houston where I, I live downtown and I'm seeing more and more homeless people, you know? Um, I don't think it's as bad. Well, I know it's not as bad as Los Angeles because that's the thing. I mean, you've, you've seen that on soft white underbelly. You talk about how, you know, people just take a shit in the street now or something like that. So um, I don't like the fact that they try and lay it off on uh, the mental health of the person that, that didn't come from being impoverished. Because they're always going to just blame drugs and all that other stuff. No, it's the poverty first. Deal with the poverty because that's what's going to cause the drug issues and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, poverty you know, yeah, yeah, that's a fucking, that's a huge contributor to mental illness, poverty. Yeah. You know I mean, that constant stress all the time. You know oh, yeah. what that does to communities, man. That's just what that does to individuals in the communities. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just, yeah, the, there's just, uh, but you know, we don't, uh, we can't, we can't seem to look at the problems. You know, it's like I, I guess I did. I think I think there was a town in America we could have fixed the problems if we if we all got together and you you voted for the right person. I just don't think it's. You know, something I've seen, like, and maybe Patrick can speak to this, but like the collapse of, of rural America, man, it's mm -hmm. just fucking, you go out oh. to the big city, it's just havens for fucking drug abuse, fentanyl, alcoholism, spousal abuse. It's just rampant. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just, and it's everywhere. Like I could go upstate New York, South Carolina, and it's just the rot is just palpable. And I just don't I just don't think there's anything can turn it around. You know, I just yeah. I don't think it's a matter of just even if we had every resource we could. I just don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to say these communities. It's it's too endemic. It's too it's been going on for too long. You know, it's 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 everywhere outside the big cities, man. You just go 10 miles outside any major city and uh, well, maybe a little bit further than some of the big ones. But you see it, you know. Uh, well, where are you? Uh, where are you at, Patrick? You're in uh, Bellingham. I was. I, I'm actually north now of that. So I live in a small town just on the border of Canada. Like it's in the U.S. I'm still in Washington State, but it's just right, like just north of me, a few hundred yards or just a little bit is the border. So I am like I go to Bellingham for work. We were both Kate and I living in downtown Bellingham for a little under a year. We were staying in an apartment there, and it was expensive and difficult to. There's the houseless problem is really a big thing, and it's gotten worse in, in cities like Bellingham. Seattle is obviously huge, so there's a big thing there too. Um, but yeah, I do live in a more I don't know. It's kind of rural. Yeah, it's it's Washington. Like it's it's interesting. You think we have stereotypes? I sometimes think stereotypically, unfortunately, and I have to try to break that down constantly because I go to like rural Washington, and it feels a lot like rural Idaho. It's this you know rural oregon it's like you project certain ideas onto places because oh you know seattle is liberal or whatever or portland is liberal but it's you know most of the state is not you know even if they have more voting power in cities so yeah um i would say especially in idaho like i i, I almost was it was it was inter interesting to go back to idaho last year we went to a kate and i went to a wedding 
and then we went visited yeah, my family yeah. and we were we were in Boise and then we went to um <laughs> um we we went to where I'm from in rural Idaho southern Idaho and and it was a bit um I don't know it's kind of a depressing town like it's it is depressed it does feel depressed it is depressed a lot of people are poor um it kind of feels like it's always felt that way but it just feels you know I think we have an idea of the rural areas too being kind of um peaceful and calm but there is this kind of sense it's not it's not a very happy place to be a lot of people are pretty desperate and pretty poor out there and they tend to work for big corporations they tend to work for big like where i'm from big dairies and big uh big agricultural corporations you know and and they're just extracting and and they're just i don't know it's it's not a happy place <laughs> very very yeah. much so. yeah there's a there's a map uh I saw it a couple of years ago, but it just kind of reappeared somewhere on social on Facebook. I think it was that has like the map of the U.S. and it's got like the largest employer for each state, and like Walmart is mm-hmm. like like almost like a third of the fucking U.S. man. And like we all know what Walmart does, you know, we all know Walmart fucking you know pushes people onto welfare and like doesn't support. So it's like if you're working for Walmart, man, you're just fucking you're going nowhere. You're going nowhere. Yeah. You're just working yourself into more poverty, man. You're just fucking, you know. Yeah. Um, that's and they got that's it down to science. How they move in, establish a, 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 a store, kill off all the small mom and pop, if there aren't that many out there anymore, but just kill all them off. People don't have nowhere else to work, so where are they going to go? Walmart. And then they get all the tax breaks because they're a big corporation, right? So then we have to pay the amount for their rent and everything else that you or I, if we had a business, would pay, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's all a red game, man. But you're right. Walmart is like they're killing it. They're yeah, killing man. It. They're they fucking you know they've got it. Um, Target's not far behind them, man. We don't. Um, you know the the thing about my area, it's like it's uh, it, this is kind of typical. Like New York is like New York is a lot more red than people think it is. <laughs> Actually, the recent election. Six house seats, including mm-hmm. the one I'm living in, flip red. But like, because um, outside New York City and maybe Buffalo and a few other places, it's 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 pretty fucking red. I'm kind of in between here, you know. So like, there's there's still like kind of a lot of liberals here. But like, one of the things that were like, they're like, well, we don't. There's no Walmart here. They 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 won't allow Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, that's you know. I was like, that's 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 good, you know. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's keep Walmart out. But there's Target, you know, there's like yeah, yeah, right. lots, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, there's 15,000 Starbucks, you know, it's like, yeah. it's just a typical like liberal, like, you know, we can be small, we don't have Walmart, you know, and you know what the thing is, the Walmart and the next county, that's where they go. Everybody just goes over to Orange County <laughs> just because Rockland's one of the smallest counties. You just go, or, or you go to Jersey and you just go, so it's just like, it's. It's just you know kind of ridiculous. It's, um, yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's like just their line in the sand. Yeah. You know, just well, got no Walmart, but everything else. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, but that's where we're gonna live with no Walmart. <laughs> that's that's the hill we're gonna die. No yeah. Walmart. Yeah, that's the hill we're gonna die. It is yeah. funny. Yeah. They, we always like pick one corporation that's doing pretty much what every other corporation's doing, but that one's the evil one. The Waltons yeah. that own the WalMarts, they're fucking terrible. They exploit their workers, and it's like. Yeah, some people work at a target. Yeah, but then, just like you were saying before, you'd have to look at capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Or 
Oh, or Patrick, yeah. I can't remember which one you guys were talking about. But then you mm -hmm. would have to look at the capitalist system. Yeah. And that's like the third round. No one wants to even talk about that. They'll talk mm -hmm. about race. They'll talk about women's rights. But nobody talks about the in, in, in mainstream society. You know, think about how yeah. many times I've heard people, I've even overheard people talk about climate change, things of that nature, even in Texas. But no one talks about capitalism. I mean, yeah. I, it's been, I, I don't think I've ever overheard a conversation where somebody was, even when I was around liberal folks, you know, uh, in, in California. No, no, they just assume that you know, the system works, the economic system is sound, just right. a couple of things on the, on the, on the edges. And then, then it'll work out, you know. Yeah, I feel like I, that's I the dividing line between leftists and liberals. It's it's yeah. like if you're capitalist or into capitalist, you know. I mean, it's like if you're, because uh, liberals are like, you know, well, we like capitalism, just needs to be tweaked a little bit, you know. I mean, yeah. and uh, so yeah, you know, they don't question that at all. Uh, without said that, you know, socially, I I agree. I, I you know, I'm I concur with a lot of liberals on those issues, but like when it comes to capitalism, nope, they don't. You know, um, do you remember? <laughs> I used to get. Do I finally blocked them? You know, I. Oh, you did. I did. You know, it's. Uh, I. I think you guys are going to find this hard to believe, and I find it hard to believe too. I've been on Facebook for I don't know, maybe twelve years now. Up until, I have never had to block somebody. Yeah. I've unfriended. I've unfollowed, mm -hmm. but I never had to block somebody. But he just got to be fucking. Forrest, I think you were blessed to never have you know gotten entangled yeah. with him but he he'd pissed off everybody he pissed off everybody like i i i get i'd get constant messages uh patrick was one of many it was just like well fuck is this guy i just i wanted to add like how do you have the like i, I think you should make your online social spaces as like i don't want to be make it an echo chamber per se but you don't want to be around too many antagonistic kind of people mm -hmm. who have ill tempers and like want to make mm -hmm. things miserable for everybody around them like that doesn't seem like a good thing so right and he's a contrarian like he he just yeah. wants to disagree just to disagree it's yeah. not even like hey these are my principles and these are my and, and mm -hmm. i disagree with you like that's understandable he but he just like he'll disagree with things that like i know him enough to know that like he doesn't even really disagree with that he just wants to piss people off and i got no of the like i said i stopped arguing on facebook even people that, oh yeah. yeah i just yeah. don't i don't want to do it. it's just it's not it doesn't do anything it's just you know the you know people just get more entrenched and it's just it, i end up feeling like shitty about it you know yeah um, it makes everybody everybody feels bad no one feels good about it nothing right, doesn't feel good it doesn't feel yeah. good. Like I, I've had, I've had some really. I'm sure you guys have too. You know, I've had, I had my life threatened a few years ago. I had someone oh, who really? said if I ever came back to South Carolina, he was going to fucking shoot me in the face. You know, wow. Uh, made incredibly incendiary, lewd, disgusting comments about my daughter. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who was this? But this is somebody like he was. Uh, I have a friend I grew up with named Ken who lives. He's been living in Australia for 20 years, but he's. Um, I mean, he is fucking trailer trash. Like he's mm. just so fucking South Carolina. His, his dad was fucking illiterate. His dad couldn't even fucking. Mm. Uh, but and he he ended up, you know, when I knew him, it was you know we were young and you know we just all we had in common was drugs and alcohol, which is enough when you're 21, whatever. Anyway, so the like, same for me. Yeah, <laughs> he got to be. He turned to like a rabid right winger. I mean, oh. just fucking totally rabid right winger. Because Australians, I don't know if you've heard of Australians, like. I always thought Australians are like, 
oh, they're kind of like Europeans with like beaches. Like, no, they're they're like they're like Americans. <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> also, yeah. 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 I, I was told yeah. I I was that was a shock to me years ago about how how fucking uh, white trash they are. But anyways, he got to be a rav white winger, and I had made a comment on one of his pages, and a friend of his from South Carolina, who I had never, I had no idea who he was. I just got into a, you know, back and forth. Again, like this was years ago when I used to get involved in that. You know, these days I would fucking not even bother, mm. but it got ugly, end up in a lot of bold letters like i said he sent me messages you know he threatened Yikes. my life uh i said he made this just absolutely horrific and it just like it, it was really unsettling you know it was just really and you know it, 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 like he was in south carolina you know I, I was like even though it was like i knew that like i was never actually gonna be threatened like you know i i never i knew that like he was never gonna like seek me out at least i was kind of <laughs> i guess hoping that mm-hmm. It's just, it was just, you know, it just, it just really unsettling. It's like, it's just not, it's not who I want to, you know, and, and I've kind of realized that, I know, I know we've kind of gone through this together. I kind of felt that way with a lot of the collapse next, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, I, I don't know how much time I got left, you know, and like, you know, and it's not that I think that they're wrong. It's just that some of them are just completely nihilistic and uh, yeah. it's just yeah. not, it's not what, how, you know, I want, I want to be around people who, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to to live a a good life. You know what I mean, and and look out for each other, and and love, and and you know this this is you know I I just you know I do I just there's a lot of people out there I've just over the years I've distanced myself from, and like I said, sometimes it's not it's not that I even think I don't think they're wrong. I, I just it's not how I want to you know spend yeah. my days. You know. Uh, I, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm right there with you. I mean, there was a time when I did fall into a black hole. I, I'll admit that, you know, because, and the reason I fell into one is because I want to fix it, right? And I was thinking not too long ago, like, I'm a electrical engineer. I can fix it, right? So I kind of had that mentality with it. But now it's like, man, nope, just chill out, listen to my music, work out a little bit, you know, eat right, take care of myself. Try and keep a roof over me and my dog's heads, right? And just do my best, man. That's it. You know, even when I talk with it about now, I'm, I'm not morbid when I talk about it. I'm just honest, right? But not like, oh, what with me? Oh man, what are we gonna do? Why don't people care? I mean, no, nah, man. Uh, I'd rather like if we in New York, you know, I go check out a concert or something like that. You know, like you went out with your son, ask the good shit, right? You know, and ask for it. Um, um, I want to do more of, right? You know, uh, I've been on lockdown for a while because uh, of my dog, to be quite honest with you, because I don't, I don't even trust my my ex-wife or, well, I'm not gonna say I don't trust him, but people, people put themselves first. You know, like, I mean, like most people, it's not really ingrained in folks to really do something nice, even though these are my, my uh, ex-wife's dogs, right? I didn't get them. You know, uh, one of them, I think I told you about, I had a dog, Pippa, and she had diabetes. And I have a little back room in there, and she had to shit, she used to shit every, I used to have to put down blankets and uh, get her shit up in the morning, right? Get it, get it, lay down new blankets, right? Sometimes I have to wash wash, uh, wash them and um, whatnot, so I'd be up doing that. And 
with me, I'm gonna tell you when she when she passed away, um, I wanted to clean up her shit. I, mean, I was like, man, I like I'm just cleaning up <laughs> shit just because I loved her so much. You know what I mean? So it's relationships like that. It be my dogs, my friends. That's all I want to be around, man. You know, like just be around good people, right? You're right. I mean, like that that, that pandemic happened. That was a good thing for me. That was a good thing for me. It, just, just, all the, all these crazy ass people that moved on, talking about it's pandemic and all that. Man, I'm glad it got worse. Swap for them. Yeah, that, you know, there's a few silver linings in the pandemic, and one of them was. Yeah. So yeah. we, we got to see some people's true colors <laughs> that came out in that. And uh yeah, it was yeah, man, when shit when the shit hits the fan, man, that's that's when, you know, people, you know, they rise and they fall. You, that's when you can, you know, you, you really you see them come out. You know, I got you know, I through this whole experience and through a, a lot of things, you know, I feel like I got a good circle of people and um and it's kind of in concentric circles, you know, it's like I got some people here some people like like y'all out there you know and uh you know it's um I'm, I'm just careful now i'm careful who i who i'm open but i'm careful who i bring in you know what i mean and uh oh, yeah. we've all been burned and like i said i don't uh, i i'll be 54 this year uh it's the year my brother died from drinking which is another reason why i you know thought like shit man you know i i, I don't know how much longer i got um you know i I'm pretty sure. I hope I'll make it to this year. Uh, you know, he was already in a, in a shit. You know, you I think it's it. we got, he waited we too got, long. We got our getaway. You better make it because we got our getaway. So you I, take know, I know, I know, I know. I, you know, like we gotta start planning that soon. Shit. Well, no, let's. Yeah. I mean, we really do have to seriously sit down and talk about it. Um, yeah. And figure out like where it would because again we are all over the place, right? So like, where would we meet? You know, like that would be the thing and. I don't one know. Place, one place we not meeting, Texas. <laughs> okay. Texas is off the list. Okay. Texas is off the list. No. All right. Well, you don't I vacation mean, in Texas. I know it's far from New York, but like it's beautiful out here. I mean, Washington's gorgeous. It would be, I would love for yeah. it to be out here. It'd be yeah. fun. I mean, just... yeah. I mean, I, for me, because if we can get, because you and uh, Colin. Mm hmm. And like three, I think three you or four. You and Rob are relatively close. Relatively. Yeah, Rob, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that that would probably be the best thing and most effective if we try and do that. So, right, because uh, you three are kind of already in the northwest. Yeah, it would make more sense right. that be in northwest. Yeah. And Bill's got to travel all across the U.S. to get here, and then Forrest's got to travel half the country to get here. It's just That's like, cool. no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, I need to start doing a little bit more traveling. Anyhow, I mean, every time, okay. man, I never forget. I was so whacked, whacked out. I used to think about how much oil and gas I was using in my car every day I got it. Mm. And then I was thinking, like, just a few months ago, I'm like, man, I haven't thought about that in years. So mm. the mental clarity I have now is just so much better. You know, my my emotional state is a whole lot better, man. You know, good. so and it's been a process. You know, it's been a process. Now I just want to spend this year just working on me, working out. I don't even know if I want to date anybody right now. I just want to just, just chill. Just chill, work on me, come back. Not really do anything with anybody until next year sometime. Right now, yeah. I just want to concentrate on, you know. Yeah, that's good. I feel yeah. like that's kind of, I feel that way about this year too. I feel like it's, you know, getting through last year was kind of hard. So this year is going to be about making things better. I had to go through... Yeah. 
it wasn't like a super serious issue, but I was having some back issues last year that involved physical therapy. And I got through that. And now I'm like, okay, well, now I, now I don't have this thing in the way of me exercising or getting in shape again, you know? So I think there's a sense that a lot of us are feeling of like, let's get through the things we were going through last year and try to get back on some kind, you know, both of you quit drinking. So if we do a gathering, no alcohol, no drugs, unfortunately. No, I mean, well, I don't want anybody to, uh, no, to not have no fun around me, you know. I'm well, I was... an exception for that, for that gathering. Oh, okay, okay. So we, we'll have one exception. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's been, it's been a really difficult, to, uh, you know, uh, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really difficult. And I, I feel, yeah, you I feel like, and um, I think we're all in alignment here. I feel like this is the year where it's just like, obviously there's still shit going on. It's never going to oh, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I feel like this is the year where it's like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's, we've been through a lot of shit, you know, it's, it's been difficult. Like, you know, we need to, you know, we need to get ourselves back together. You know, I feel like really got broken apart the last, you know, and that culminated with getting COVID yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of 2022. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 you know, the last two years is it's, I've, I'm, I've shifted my perspective. I've been really thinking a lot about how much, things I've really shifted my perspective on or just changed my mind about altogether in the last two years, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's really been, like I said, it's been an eye opener. I really, mm-hmm. really, uh, I'm a really different, different person than I was, you know? I mean, yeah. I guess arguably we all are that way, but like, I really think oh, yeah. about the 2019 yeah. bill is like, I just, you know, it's so, you know, when you see like the Facebook memories that come up, you know, it's just like, I'm like, man, who was that, man? I was like, oh, that was just 2019. That was 20. Like, who was he? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, like I'm just I'm in such a different way. place now, you know. Such a oh, different yeah. Bingo. Bingo. You know, and I mean, mean uh, I feel it with you guys too. I feel that, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a I had a uh um not a conversation, a text conversation with my ex-wife. And um I told her, because the past three guys she's seen. Or I say, how much do I have in common with those with those three guys? I said zero. <laughs> so I said, I told her, and I don't mean how I said, I said, I married you from for my own reasons, which is really that I wanted to take somebody, take care of somebody, because my mom had died and I was looking to take care of somebody, you know. And uh, I shouldn't have done that, but I said, I don't want to know what reasons why you married me, but you evidently, evidently didn't love me, huh? Right? I said, I care about you. Always will. You always have a special place in my heart. But stop, because she got mad at me about something. I said, "Look, I'm I'm not into no drama. I just want mm-hmm. to live my life, man." So, and she she I thought she was gonna take me back and say something mean. She was just totally cool after that, because she knew I was right. You know what I mean? It's like you just reach a place in your life where man, you just understand, you get it. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Um. That, that's that's exactly why. So. Um, I I feel like. Uh just with the pandemic that we're now we've gone three years and there's a feeling like we don't know what the, I think there was some anticipation that it was like going to wrap up or some, there's some conclusion or something to it and that isn't happening. And so I think there's sort of a settling that's happening for me where, yeah, the past three years have been very revealing seeing where people's priorities are, what they're Mm going to focus on and how they're going to act in a time like this. And now that that's all like revealed and sort of settled, I like for me through the looking through the lens of the po- uh, podcast, I'm like, man, I wouldn't 
there's half the fucking people I've had on the podcast I would never bring on again because I've seen what their priorities are. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that, you know, but for me personally, yeah, I just think, um, there's a settling and, and there's kind of a, I feel like I, I personally just feel like I moved through something and like now we're on the, not the other side, but there's this other like place that I'm in now where I'm like, okay, what is community? And those words used so often, it almost has no meaning, but like what is really, truly, what does community look like and how can that exist in this sort of space? And so that's what I'm really thinking about, like moving forward. And I think this podcast has been, that we're doing now has been kind of part of that process because we've kind of we've all been through this together we i mean i know billy weren't there at the beginning but like we started it right like during 2020 so like yeah beginning of that shit (laughs) and now we're kind of now into 2023 and it's like damn like where are we sitting now so um i think with me when it comes to covid um i just learned it's like one of those things you just learn to live with you don't hate Mm -hmm. it you don't mm-hmm. get mad. You don't get angry. It's just something that we now have to cope and deal with. And a lot of the people that I know aren't my friends anymore uh, turn into very petulant children, you know, yep. supposed to just getting up and stomping their feet. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I think for <laughs> me, especially when I think about uh, my mother, you know, the fact that I took care of her for so long and I miss it, you know, I miss it. I really do. I miss her. But the fact that people stopped, there was a case, and I don't know if this happened. A guy had to get the vaccine in order to give a kidney to his child, and he he didn't get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You got a child, and you are so petty. Mm-hmm. You won't even take the vaccine. You can't get more of a sick, twisted individual than that. You know, your son may die. He's on dialysis. And you won't even take the vaccine shot. That's how deranged these people are. You yeah, know, that's, the whole American that. individual, uh, you know, looking out for me. The, you know, the pandemic definitely blew that open, and it, which isn't surprising as America as a whole. It was just surprising to see some people who I thought I knew. It's just like I right. thought, you know, I really thought you weren't that guy. You know what I mean? No, I thought you were different. But uh, you know, Patrick, I'm curious who you're. Uh, who your who your shit list is? You don't have to say it now. I'm just I'm curious. I'm curious like who's your most regrettable? Because uh, you know you've had so you know I and I it's funny because I, I I think about that. I there I know um, you know I've been listening to your podcast for maybe again, this might be five years now. I think it's around 2018, maybe 2017. Um, mm. And uh, you know, you've had a lot of guests on, and, and mm. um, you know, and um, yeah, I know some of them on you would definitely not <laughs> uh yeah i'm curious yeah. about that that's another conversation yeah. oh I, I don't know i'm almost at the point now where i almost feel like fine like i could t- i could talk about it i mean i think 